we're going to give you t- five things just today. We'll give you five next time. But none of this yeah. works unless you are understanding that you are seeking balance in your life. Hmm. And there are some people out there going, well, I can't get balance. That respectfully is your choice. You can, because you, you, you don't have to have that extra amount of money so you go out to eat. You could choose to eat at home, whatever. And folks, you know, if you want to have an offline discussion about this, I guess we could do that. But I think we all know that these are choices, okay? And and when you make these choices, it'll affect you. Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. Dad, Pete Weary, and today's episode is not brought to you by Apple iPhone. I just <laughs> wanted to say it wasn't. It someday could be, but... So, who knows? Who knows what that sponsor might be? It's, the- <laughs> it's kind of like the shadow. No one knows. No one who knows. Who lurks around that corner. See, now I, I have the irresistible urge to do the the laugh with that. You know what I mean? Like it just always finishes it up. Um, the shadow laugh for those of you that don't know Lamont listen. Cranston yeah really well done there the um, today's episode is yeah. on uh, Michael Hyatt's 10 areas to uh, you talk about it because this is something that well, you're passionate grateful, about yeah, and me, that you've worked through his system yeah I'm really grateful that you uh, broached it that way because uh, I jumped on the Michael Hyatt um, train probably about three or four years ago uh, Michael Hyatt ran Nelson Books. He, uh, if you know his story, he took it. It was really struggling, did really well with it. But Michael Hyatt's a phenomenal um, leader who has, in a lot of ways, inspired me, especially in areas of habits and rituals, which then you compound it with what James Clear wrote with Atomic Habits. You compound that with the book Grit, which we're doing as an office right now. I did probably yeah. three years ago. Um, by Angela Duckworth. Then there's another book, Mindset, um, mm. which uh, is Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. Those books began a real, um, I don't know, challenge for me, especially when we're dealing, and, and I'm really careful how I say this. I do not want to come across as in any way arrogant. And I think because this is the information age, and I've said this probably before, if you wanted to go to engineering school 40 years ago, if you lived in the South, you went to Georgia Tech. If you lived sure. in the Midwest, you went to Purdue. If you want to go to school for engineering now, what do most people do? Do you know what they do? Trying to find a school? I don't know. What would you do? If you had to find information on something, what would you do right now? You mean to go to school for it for a certification or to find out how to do something? Well, f- find out which school's the best at engineering. I would Google it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah Guess yeah, yeah. which school is the best for uh, engineering on Google. It probably changes daily. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean. What? That's, you know, a, that, that just get, that's a whole rabbit trail. Right, that, but, you know, but the, that I do, rabbit I would tra- say I would say MIT, but I don't know. Right. So if you're in New England, you went to MIT. Here's what I would say. There's going to. Sure. But you're going to get 100 schools saying they're the best. And what that does is causes a lot of kids angst and a lot of like, what school should I choose here? And you see that a lot. So this generation mm. is growing up with a lot of information that does not mean they have clarity and wisdom. 
So I say that not to judge this generation. It's I think it's a great scenario where we can help them uh, understand this is what you're facing. How do you have wisdom and so forth? And Michael Hyatt uh, talks about having balance in your life. He talks mm. about having, and we're going to get to these. We're going to talk about 10, sure. 10 areas of your life, which will help you to have balance. And then he actually talks about, and we'll probably, this is maybe two episodes away. That he talks about having morning rituals, right? workday m- rituals, closing up your work, or morning workday rituals, closing up your day, uh, afternoon workday rituals, and then an evening ritual. So four sets of rituals. Yeah, which if you really look at your days, man, yeah. I don't know about you, but I get my best work done usually in the morning. That's sure. when I get my best work done. But I now have morning rituals, then I have morning workday rituals, and then I yeah. have afternoon rituals, and I try to get, and we'll talk about a big three get done, and then the evening I prepare for the next day. Um, and, 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 and it's not hard, it's a mm. borderline statement, um, sometimes just mindless, uh, get collecting, get data. Yeah, and, so, and as I hear you talking, yeah. um, I'm not as familiar with this. I did glance over the material you sent to me um, from a philosophical background, uh, a question that I do love. I just really enjoy it. And I think it's, we're looking at Michael Hyatt's kind of answer or at least toolbox for answering what is the good life. Right. Right. And so, and I think we're going to do a a three-part series here, two on the 10, like, we're going to do five uh, of the five, like the 10 different areas of life, yep, five, so five. five and five. And then we're going to do the rituals for the third part. And I think that's, um, uh, and what I want to, what I want to say with this is I don't think I, I, even as I looked through this, I saw some critiques, but at the end of the day, like all we can do is take what other people have given us and figured out what works and what doesn't. And I, I think Michael Hyatt has proved successful. I think he has a good system and I think this is valuable. Right, so this isn't the end all. By the way, folks, I just want y'all to know, this has been a journey for me. I started off with Franklin Covey. Sure. For those of you out there that you remember back in the day, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I did that forever. One of the things that I always did is write my devotions on the right-hand side, what I learned from my scripture reading and so forth. Then, you might have been in fourth or fifth grade, we go to the Palm Pilot. I'll be very frank with you folks. <laughs> I, I remember this. Yeah. ended up not liking it all because it was hard for me to journal. I couldn't look at what I had read that day. Um, probably more of a paper, paper pusher, right? Like I like that. So that didn't work. So I went back to this, the um, Stephen Covey, and I did that until probably seven or eight years ago. Mm. Then I read a book by a guy named Brendan Bouchard, high performance. Uh, yeah, high, high habit performance. High performance habits. High performance habits. That's it. It's and a good book. Had, yeah, and, and you and I went through that together. I right? mean, and just to be honest, like uh, he, I think he dwells a little bit too much on social proof. So I skimmed about two paragraphs per chapter where he's like, "And this is how I did it, and it was really su- successful." Right. I'm like, "You, you convinced me. I don't need right. that." Well, and you know what? That's but what the, you're saying right now. Yes. Like, what I'm about to share with you, folks. You might only use half of this. You might not even use it. That's fine. But what it is, is it's a tool, another opportunity to throw in your toolbox to analyze. I do have if, a... If you, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, jump. If you if you uh, walk away from this, I mean, this is my goal with every podcast I do. If you can walk away with this from one good new idea, that's going to 
change your life, that's going to make all the difference. No, and no that's question. really like, I mean, I've read books where I didn't get a single thing and then I'm like, that's a waste. But if you can get two to three, even like, I mean, for something like weary dads, it's 20 to 30 minutes, one good idea yep. that you're like, wow, that, that is that whole idea of compound investment that makes the difference, not just for, uh, now and not just for the next week, but, uh, over time, like when 30, 40 years from now, you're going to be someone completely different and better. Right. That's how it is. It's, it's right. incremental in its growth. It's not going to happen overnight. So those are the, the, the things that you, you mentioned. And again, folks, we, we think these will help you yeah. analyze them. So do you want to jump into the 10 areas? Yeah. Talk to me about the first five. All right. So the number one area, first of all, is spiritual. So what I've done, my word for the years invest, yours is roots. You're right. So how can you have strong roots in your spiritual life or how can I invest in myself spiritually? And so for me, this is what I wrote down. I'm going to try to read through the Bible uh, in the year. And that for me, folks, is I have a little Bible plan. I think it's, uh, I can't remember his name, crud, but it's a Bible plan to read through it. Actually, five days a week, on Saturday and Sunday, I just do the Proverbs um, and some other things and then to uh, have prayer. So that is my spiritual goals in the morning, which later on I'll explain when we talk about the rituals, but that is part of my growth process. Hmm. Okay. Um, So... For you, I don't know yeah. what you would write down. What would you put there for spiritual? Or is this something that I'm catching you off guard? No, so? no, I'm, I'm good. I, I think about this in terms of, I, I really want to dig into the history of uh, Christianity and figure out, um, and I don't think this is a surprise to anybody, one who's listened to any of my podcasts, but just as we look at Christianity in America, it has some deep issues. And just understanding, okay, what is Christianity apart from all these kind of cultural accretions, this kind of sediment that settled on top and just going back and figuring out, um, not like a, a pure Christianity that's like right at the very beginning, because a lot of good things have happened since then. So it's not just like, Oh, I just want the new Testament church. I also want all the theology that's been developed, but I want the best of that. Right. And so, uh, for me roots is like, uh, I'm reading older authors in Christianity and I'm trying to understand, what am I blind to because my culture blinds me to it? I'm trying to find my blind spots, if good. that makes sense. Good, good. The second one, and folks, man, I wish I had done this 20 years ago, mm. is physical. Let me, let me uh, share this before I go into the physical. When you coach high school basketball and you're not making a lot of money, and you know, I said high school <laughs> basketball was high school soccer too. I was a youth pastor slash AD slash coach. The number one thing you would do coming back from a road trip, which was seven times for each sport a year, probably 15 times a year, mm. you know, um, and other events, is you always eating with kids, so you want the parents not to have to pay $20 a meal. So we stopped, and you all know where we ate, and I'd get a number three with a diet. <laughs> Biggie, right? Make it large, go large. So I'm eating these. But it was diet, so oh, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look back at that now and you know what? The truth is though, if I went to that restaurant, which I won't name, but it does have a well-known mascot with red curly hair. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> anyway, I, I wouldn't have got a salad from there. I just, that would have scared me. Let's just say you're not loving it. No, there you go. <laughs> Very good. So I'm like, so we've made some real choices in regards yeah. to our physical. And so what, um, I have written down, and folks, I think you to find balance in your life, you need that spiritual, 
the physical for me is I walk 45 minutes. Mm. Okay. Try to do aerobic where it's, I'm getting my, uh, you know, heartbeat up there three times a week. Sure. Then, uh, try to do anaerobic. Some, uh, my wife and I do some light push ups and so forth, uh, six days a week. And then I have a target weight, which I won't throw on camera. Um, but moving that direction. All right. One, a, a spelt 165. That's what, <laughs> that is good. If, and the other leg would be about, so no, it's, and so that's where I'm at with those. And I'm yeah. saying this to you folks, if there's a 35 year old man out there right now who is struggling in this area and you say, I don't mm -hmm. have time. I want to encourage you. You got to find time, make time, do this, build a habit. Even if it's only, and a guy that's 35 probably should do more than that. Yeah. Probably should do 30 minutes of some hard aerobic exercise every sure. day. But, but even just walking, because something. this is what I found. And, and so let me jump on here for physical. Yeah, please. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a little overweight. Uh, don't want to be there. Um, I think that's as much diet as anything. And, and which and is part of the with... physical. And I no, no, that's what, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about physical here. So, but I, I think a big part of this that I have learned, um, there's a lot of interesting studies about people who are overweight, people who eat unhealthily, and yet somehow they're healthy. And the, what goes along with that is those people have very little stress. And this has been my big part in this is um, creating time for yourself to rest and creating time for yourself to be, to rest not only your body, but your mind. Because if you're not sleeping well and you're in tip top condition, you're not going to, you're going to suffer the same kind of fate. So it, it's, and uh, let me be clear, this all works together right? This all, like, I, I, I am focusing very much on what I eat, and it's made a big difference for me. There are some things that I really shouldn't eat, and we're trying to eat very healthily. We're trying to eat from scratch. I try to cook more. It's cheaper. Right. But which the will real thing, enhance another area. Which is sleeping, right? Like, well, if I, I have heartburn. financially even. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, but, but heartburn and stuff will keep me up at night, right? If I'm not falling through. Um, but there, there's a whole thing I can get into there. But really just understanding that one of the biggest contributors to your life expectancy and overall health is sleep and anxiety and stress and just recognizing um i just hired someone to help with the podcast and i look at that and it's an investment not only in the podcast because i wasn't getting done what i needed to get done right it but was in an investment in my health so let's piggyback off of that so yeah. folks um we're going to give you t five things just today. We'll give you five next time, but none of this yeah. works unless you are understanding that you are seeking balance in your life. Mm. And there are some people out there going, well, I can't get balance. That respectfully is your choice. You can, you, cause you, you don't have to have that extra amount of money. So you go out to eat, you could choose to eat at home, whatever. And folks, you know, if we want to have an offline discussion about this, I guess we could do that, but I think we all know that these are choices, okay? And and when you make these choices, it'll affect you. So we make a choice, uh, your mom and I, we try to get to bed every night at 10. Well, so that means not that extra shelf. Well, and that's exactly where I was gonna go. What I have found, and I still struggle with this, in our society, it is an expected right to be able to watch a lot of TV. And there's nothing about that that is either expected or is a right. 
And let me tell you, if you have three more hours in the day, which is that average, you know, three to six hours, oh, is. what the average it American is. watches. I actually just was reading a book, 21% of people's time is taken on TV. That's, that's folks, hear that number. Yeah. So here's the truth. If you don't watch TV, some people might think you're weird, but you will be happier. And, you know, and, and that doesn't mean you should never watch TV. I still watch some TV, but I've had, you know, after a while you get used to saying, no, I haven't seen that because there is no way there's so much good content made. There is no way for you to catch up. The people who are caught up on everything, I know those people and I've talked to them and I've come to realize that they go home and they watch TV from the time they get home to the time they're done. Five to 10, five to 11. And it's a real thing, right? And they Six actually- times five, 30 hours a week. And that's not counting the weekends. Yeah. And, if you, and a guy like me who loves sports, I mean, I could have it on. Oh all, yeah. Right. And so I, I just want to encourage you that that is one of the easiest. I mean, and there's so many different places that I have heard that that is an easy way to turn it off. You know, that's an easy way to create extra time for whatever you're doing, whether it's Stephen King, um, he's the first one comes to mind, perhaps because he's the most graphic about how he describes that. We won't get into that, but classic Stephen King. But when he talks about writing, he's like, the first thing you should do is like, oh, I don't have time to write. He's like, stop watching TV. It does nothing for you. And that was the first time I was really accosted that way. But there, I mean, and I, I think there are other places we can hear that. There are other places well, that your I've phone, heard that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I YouTube, mean, and the, like, right. There's so okay. much of it. So, and I think we all need to know that that that. And I, I know we're on TV right now, so or YouTubing it, right? Right. But this can be the world's biggest distraction. Yes. Okay. And 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 so we need to be aware of it. Well, and the, the way to think about this is, okay, I don't want to give up all TV. So you're watching three hours a day. Actually, tally it. They have it on your. If you're watching a lot on your phone, your screen they'll, time. They'll, uh, your screen time. You can you can check that, and just think like if you did 30 minutes of walking every day how much better you would feel. The science on it is clear. Right. And that, and so instead of watching your phone for three hours a day, just do it for two and a half. And that's where literally this is what people do. You go out, you listen to a podcast and you grow. Just say, I'm going to give 30 minutes a day to learning and growing. So the next one is intellectual, which sure. then goes back to what you just said about a podcast. I just had a guy saying, I, 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 don't, I don't read. Now that's a little hard for me to comprehend. Okay. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's but different. I, but I said get audio books, sure, and then get podcasts. Yeah, because for my intellectual, which goes back to, I don't have time to read or I listen to a podcast. We go back to the yeah. TV. So now everybody out there thinks we hate TV, which isn't true. Okay. Yeah. Well, but there me, is a balance. Let right? me respond to that. Yeah. Like, so I, for the most part, I've learned from reading, right? But I couldn't figure out cooking by reading. And what's made the big difference for me is that, and I did this with my kids, we were just watching dumb shows, and then I switched to watching cooking shows with my kids, uh, particularly YouTube tutorials on how to cook stuff. And my cooking became better, like radically transformed because I just knew stuff. I would then test stuff out. And, but because I focused on something that'd be a little bit more efficient, I enjoyed it and made me relax. And it doesn't have to be cooking. Maybe it's woodworking for you. Right. But like, don't be afraid to just switch up from merely entertaining to slightly educational. Right. So back to those, yeah. everything you're just saying, you're dealing with your spiritual, which by the way, when you deal with your physical, that's affecting your spiritual too, because sure. you're, again, you're getting better sleep. You're not stressed. Okay. 
then we deal with the intellectual. And I think there's a number of ways to go there. For me, it's uh, I want to read uh, one book a week, at least for those of you that have known me longer. I've always tried to. I'm trying to gather it because I read another thing called Pocket. It's uh, magazine articles. I do that yeah. every day. It's fresh. And then I'm starting to write a book. And this, folks, has been the biggest. I, I'm, when I go through these 10 things, mm. I'll share. I think this is the only one um, that I'm in any way behind. This is, and it, I've got to find a carver time. I think it's, I think it's out of fear that it's not going to be good enough, mm. but I, I'm working on that one. Okay. So spiritual, physical, intellectual, then parental. Mm. Okay. So for parental, for me, and we're obviously going to have PJ jump in. We should bring Becky and mom in here too, because they're influencing, I think. All right. Last I checked. Somewhat. Well, right. you know, and this is, you know, even grand parental. Well, that's where I'm going. So, sure. So what I try to do, we're at a different stage of parenting. So I text our family every day with encouraging scripture or text. I try to do that every day. And then I try to spend time with Finn and Soren once a week. Now, for those of you that know them, that's really not hard. Uh, because they're very lovable. Finn will come into our um, little uh, place that we are in, our uh, in-law suite, and he'll sit on our lap, and we're able to do a devotional with him. Today, he was alone because Soren fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> I played one game of dominoes with him. It took me five minutes. I think he set the game up so he would win, <laughs> which is proof that he has intellect. Um, but I made... I make it. I want to make choices to invest. So even told uh, my wife, those mm. out listening, parental. I travel, but this Thursday, yeah, we're keeping Thursday night free because we're going to go to Finn's game. Now, do I care if Finn's any good at basketball? Truth is, only for his sake, so that he'll just have some confidence when he's doing physical activity. Right. But really, I could care less. Like if he's just uh, a boy that's teachable, humble, and learning, that's great. Now, parental for you is much different. Yeah, and, and I think there's um, this area obviously flexes and grows. Like if you, if you don't have kids, then it doesn't really mean yeah, much. There no, is that preparation side of it. I think you could swing in there and slash it. Yeah, preparation as and well as mentoring. Mentoring, sure, sure. That's where I would go with yeah. somebody. Who and are if you you've never had, in? yes, and you, you should have someone you're investing in. Um, but there is a difference, and uh, I've seen this with friends. I had a friend who's a nanny. And she was very comfortable with kids. And then she was a parent. She's like, this is way harder because at the end of the day, when you're mentoring somebody, after you're done mentoring, they go home and there's someone else's problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that's a not kind of how we look at you guys, not as problems. We right. look at you as opportunities. That's very kind. But Soren woke me up at four o'clock this morning talking about a snack because he wouldn't eat enough last night. Folks, so <laughs> do you know how I know this? Because I woke up at four this morning. <laughs> And I heard somebody out in the kitchen, PJ, and I was thinking, man, he must be trying to write this morning. And then meanwhile... I was. I was trying to write. It didn't happen. No, and then Soren from 5 to 7.38 slept on the couch. If you could only see it. First. Oh, man. Yeah. And, and he... Um, I can see... The, the joy of parenting is seeing full humans develop. And you get to see and just recognize that they are people are going to develop in full and like um they're going to have 
thick lives. Oh, I think one of the th ways that I think about this and one of the things that's really struck me lately is that we as people don't realize how other people have just as rich of inner lives as we do. Mm. And that is rich. an overwhelming idea. That's when you rich. When you start, yeah, but when you start to think about it, like everyone, like everything that you're feeling, everything that you're thinking about, all the plans, all the futures, it's overwhelming to you. And then like every other person feels like that. Right. I mean, the mind is so powerful. It's just racing all the time. And there's so many emotions and hills and valleys. And, uh, you know, I probably shouldn't th throw this out, but I, I think I did a video about it. Somebody calls them happies and crappies. There's happy days and crappy days. <laughs> sure, which, sure. Which affects, you know, your per parental, just to throw that out there. But folks, David called them mountains and valleys. Yeah. That's part of life. And you're right. Everybody's got those emotions going on all the time. And those thoughts. And that's what I see with my kids. And they're just a little bit more ignorant. Not much more, but a little more ignorant, right? They're just getting started. And one of the things that's really convicted me I just did Chasing Leviathan. It's coming out uh, tomorrow, so it'll already be out by the time this comes out. Uh, I did a Chasing Leviathan with Stephen Kakoa Miller, and he teaches philosophy to pre-college kids, and that's like his passion. And one of the things he mentioned was that kids are better at thinking about what could be than what is, whereas adults tend to be better at what is. And they have, uh, and that we tend to talk about them like they aren't responsible and they don't care which, when really we're not doing a good job no. of engaging them which we see with like adults right we uh, we we think they oh they don't really care they do care they're you're just not engaging them no and you're not right. you're not giving Very them the good. opportunity to voice like if you allow your kids to speak into and actually invest i think you did a thing about this with uh was it ben franklin or um it was one of your quotes you put up on social about like, um, yeah, if you teach someone something and if you, if you get them to do it alongside you, it's totally different. Right. Like, and, and really allowing kids to make definitive choices for themselves and to engage on the, like, they have that capacity. Every human being has that capacity and they want that. They desperately want that. And they can tell when you're not actually engaged in that when you're just like have them there as kind of a participation trophy. And while those have been villainized and I think rightfully so, I think really what, what comes to, what it comes down to is no one actually cares about a participation trophy, not for more than five minutes. Everyone wants to really be involved and they want to make a difference. Yeah. That's and I truly it, believe that. And so that's why it's huge is we talk about being parental is being in, intentional, creating initiative, if you're sitting there going, well, I'm not a parent. Well, we talked about mentoring that you should have somebody. And I would if you're a say business this, owner, you ought to be investing in people. And, yeah. and, and especially if you have children, if you are not parenting them, somebody else will. Mm. And that doesn't mean they're going to be Or even worse, less. someone won't. Well, I think they're going to get parented by them, by the, the by culture. By their peers. Yeah, the sure, culture, sure. And, the, you know, they're going to have a lot of questions that aren't answered and then thus they're going to be confused and you can't answer every question, but you can influence where they get good answers. And so I think it's imperative that you, you seek ways to parent. Yeah. The see them, see them as full humans because right. that's what they are. Last one. Vocational. Okay. So I don't need to tell you what I'm going to do for nations of coaches. I have some heart's desire, but 
I, I have set down some principles and goals that I would like to see attained. Um, and notice, folks, they're all part of the first five, but it's all 10. And I'm really not putting this as number one or number three. It's They're all important. It's to create life balance, which then what PJ was talking about earlier can help alleviate or reduce stress because you know, you know, what you're going to do. And then I'm going to talk to you about the rituals and how those help me keep a balanced life. So those are our first five. Um, what did you think about vocational? So why is yours? A, and very frankly, yours is a hard one vocationally. Why? I don't, I don't think it's that hard, but maybe well, I'm missing it. <laughs> well, your job may not be hard, but yeah. balance is hard. Sure. Well, why is, I mean, why this is the balance where... hard for you and your wife? Well, the balance is not being as is not getting as hard because we've started after several years to make enough money that we can hire other people. Right, but before that, before that, no, like I just did everything. Everything was on you guys, and and we we felt could that a, impact parental? Yeah, and that's where every it definitely came down to. We have very strong convictions about what we want for education for our kids, right. and part of that comes from me formerly being a teacher, right? Like. Right. To have one-on-one interaction well, with your kid. I think kid. more than a teacher, more of the methods of teaching. You're like, man, I want my kids to be truly educated. I want to sit and waste time in a classroom, which at times you felt like you did. Sure, sure. But I think it's imperative, folks, that you hear that they are always seeking balance in this. Mm. It is always a challenge, but... It's never perfect. Right, and you got to be aware of it. Yeah. And so that's how you can fix it. Yeah, and day to day, it's a it's a different uh, step, and there's always that balance between provision, which allows us to have less stress, right? Like mm-hmm. you can, uh, once you decide to have a family, obviously you're going to have to make some decisions to feed them that include not your like ultimate life's mission, right? But I I look and I I find ways. Um, I've created a, a, a path and a plan that allows me to seek out my life mission. And for me, a lot of that is chasing Leviathan. Um, a lot of that is investing in my kids. I ultimately see weary dads as investing in my kids. Right. No question. And that's why we started this. Right. And so, so it's, yeah, it's awesome. There's our first five. Um, I hope you folks enjoyed it. Peach, why don't you read them again to them? Think on these five, fo- these five things, folks, as we um, get ready to have a continuation. Yeah. Uh, spiritual, physical, intellectual, parental, vocational. And if uh, you took another step on your spiritual journey today, or if you learned something, please share so someone else can too. Yeah. Or subscribe. There you go. Just subscribe. Be our friend. <laughs> we love people. Comment. Tell us uh, what you think about these five areas. Fine balance. <laughs> We're right here. Thank you so much. Love you, Dad. Love you.